0: This episode of d 2 contains major spoilers for Star Wars The Force Awakens. If you're afraid of hearing any spoilers before seeing the movie, press pause, go to the movie, watch it, and then come back to us. You have been warned there will be spoilers. Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Graves in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 11 of tube a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. Today, I'm very excited to be rejoined by Ray Vargas. You may remember him from episode one. And we're going to be talking all about the new Star Wars movie. How you doing, Ray?
1: How's it going? Glad-
0: Great to have you back.
1: Yeah, I'm glad to be back.
0: Um... If anybody wants to learn all about you, they can go back to your original uh, interview, but uh, why don't you catch us up on some of the stuff you've been working on since then?
1: Sure. Um, well, I, I guess, you know, according to episode one, I was an artist and educator, and now I'm an artist and uh, college counselor. I'm a recruiter for the Laguna College of Art and Design, which is uh, my alma mater, so that's pretty exciting. I get to travel a lot and still uh, work on my art.
0: Very cool, very cool, and yeah, that, that was actually the episode right before you, I think we recorded that the weekend before you started your new job, so.
1: Oh, okay, yeah.
0: <laughs> Glad to hear that it is going well.
1: Yeah, it's great.
0: Um, did you do anything geeky this week other than um, watching the, the new Star Wars movie?
1: Um, not only did I watch the new Star Wars movie, but I have participated in several hours of geeky conversation about said Star Wars movie. Um, <laughs> it's, been, it's been pretty much a full-on assault, but not in a bad way. Uh, just really immersed. At, at one point, my coworker Jason said today, uh, we share an office together, so he said at one point, uh, just out loud, just kind of to the room, I think the internet has reached maximum Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> because we just feel like so surrounded and again I'm not in a bad way, it's just it's just like every the world is immersed in Star Wars right now and it's really fun for people like us who, you know, kind of always feel like that in some way. So, you know, it's like great. Everyone's, you know, everyone's uh uh playing in our circle for for a little while, you know? Yeah, it's
0: a little a little like a comic convention or an anime convention or whatever convention you tend to like but like in everyday life
1: yeah exactly
0: you know when we when we all kind of go back from our convention on the monday morning we're like oh all my friends are gone but it's it's not everybody's talking about it and everybody's right. buzzing about it it's
1: kind of and, cool... and and you go back to work and you go oh you know none of my coworkers have any idea of you know the world i was just in except right now everyone is in, immersed in the same world so it's pretty interesting
0: Right. Well, you, you know a lot of the kids from, from our school, and they were, they were planning, you know, marathons to watch it before it came out with their friends who hadn't seen them before. And, uh, you know, there was, like, threats going around. Dude, don't talk to so-and-so. He's, like, giving away spoilers. And, like, it was, like, this collective, you know, when are you going to go see it? I'm going to see it on Friday. When are you going to see it? I'm going to see it on Saturday. Like, oh, yeah. everybody's been talking about them.
1: Well, let me tell you something, okay? You happen to work at a high school, and so while that sounds adorable, it's, you know, I'm sure not out of place. Well, I'm here to tell you that the exact same (laughs) scenario for playing out in my office, you know, uh, workplace full of adults, right? People, we were totally asking, when are you seeing it? Oh, great. Well, um, what time are you getting there? Are you getting in line? You know, that sort of thing was happening the entire week leading up to, so...
0: Very good, very good. Well, instead of news, I think instead of uh, covering things that... Because I recorded my previous episode three days ago. <laughs> so not a lot has happened since that episode. <laughs> but um, but there were a lot of trailers before the movie. And uh, some we've seen, some that we haven't. But I thought maybe we'd just kind of talk about those a little bit. Because I don't think I've ever sat in a movie and watched rushed
1: it, where every single trailer had a different fandom in it. Oh, yeah. They've uh, really nailed this whole, like, you know, reaching the target audience thing with trailers. Um, I think even in recent years, sometimes the trailers have seemed somewhat kind of just, you know, thrown together, like, whatever they're going to market at that time. And every, you know, you'll be be at the new X-Men movie, and maybe they'll show a trailer for, like, you know, the new geeky thing. And people kind of get excited, but now it seems like they've they've really got it down to a science.
0: Yeah, usually it's mixed in with you know the the rom com for the girlfriend that got dragged along. Yeah. Or you know the the sports movie for the boyfriend that really doesn't care about Star Wars or whatever exactly. the geek thing is. Yeah, but this one was it was like every every trailer was yeah. <laughs> like turned up to eleven in geekdom.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What was it? What were the trailers that you saw?
0: Um. Well, the one that I'd seen in November, but was happy to see with um, normal people, (laughs) was uh, the Warcraft trailer. I was very excited to see that in an audience and see what people's reactions
1: were. I Um, feel so gypped. I'm not a gamer at all whatsoever. I have to, uh, you know, um, I don't want to say admit, I want to say kind of, you know, uh, what's the word? Not in in a guilty fashion, I guess, uh, admit that I'm not a gamer, but... I would have loved to see that trailer. I'm totally excited to see that trailer.
0: Oh, they didn't have that in your, your preview?
1: No. no, they didn't.
0: Yeah, that was that was one that I was happy to see because I, I, it's fun to start seeing it hit a mainstream audience and people go, yeah, that looks really good. I'm actually kind of interested in seeing that. And I've heard actually a couple of people online that have said, you know, um, Warcraft's never been my thing, but I really like that movie and I, I, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. So it's it's interesting to see other people kind of react.
1: Now, uh, what's, in, what's interesting, too, is that, um I mean, every trailer that they showed before, uh, I had already seen online, first of all, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't even realize that the Warcraft trailer w- was was out.
0: Oh, yeah, they announced it at BlizzCon back in November.
1: Oh, okay. Was it, now, is it a proper trailer or is it a teaser trailer?
0: No, it's a full trailer because the t- teaser oh. trailer was about a year ago.
1: Man, okay.
0: Because originally, they were, it was supposed to come out this weekend.
1: Oh, like really? That was
0: the original plan. And they realized, oh, uh maybe we shouldn't go up against Star Wars.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe. Good idea. Whoever finally some uh you know some executive, some film executive uh, get, you know earned some of his money there.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um what did you see?
1: Um, I know that I mean it was a blur, it was a haze. I was we were really like trying not to hyperventilate. Um but I do remember seeing the trailer for uh, the new uh, Captain America movie. Mm-hmm. Are you uh, looking I, forward to that. Oh yeah, that's I mean that's my favorite Marvel franchise right now. It's,
0: now, have you read Have you read the Civil War series?
1: No, all I know of Civil War is. Your reaction to Civil War. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is Which not a terribly positive reaction.
1: Right, but it's so entertaining, though. Like, I can't imagine how reading the actual books could be more entertaining, honestly.
0: <laughs> My biggest concern with the with the Avengers, uh, the, the Captain America Civil War, is it looks like the whole debate is about Bucky.
1: Right. And oh, I don't... what what sparks it it seems like because there's there's undercurrents that they've been you know building up to as far as like the differences between cap and iron man and and how they kind of see the world and how they you know what i mean how they do what they do right
0: my concern is it's kind of like well if bucky's a fugitive from justice you would think cap would feel like all right let's use the system to to help him out as opposed to let's just hide him or let's, you know, and that seems to be what they're kind of implying from that. Like the whole thing is to return Bucky in or not. And that doesn't feel like a cap thing to me,
1: but you have to keep in mind the last movie. And does cap really trust the system to help Bucky? I mean, the, you know, he, the, he had to go on, on the run from the system, the last movie.
0: Uh, That's a good point.
1: You know, the system is Hydra, you know? Right. Um, or at least it was at the end of that film. Um, I mean, I, I don't keep up with you know Agents of Shield or anything, so I don't, I don't even know. I'm fully like just in the the film world, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I don't know. I think, I, I mean, it's obviously we're we're gonna we'll find out. We don't know exactly if that is the only thing that you know kind of like sparks the 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 debate or the or the fight between them, um, but it might just be the thing that just kind of the the initial like spark of it, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm I'm I'm. Still hopeful. I mean, everything they've done so far, I've been pretty happy with, so I'm not concerned that it's not going to turn out well. It's just the initial hype for me is not there because I'm kind of like, I don't see how this is going to work. I'm just going to have to trust that it is.
1: Now, in the books, it's the it's the, the registration act or something, right?
0: Yeah, in the books, and again, this is quite a few years ago, so I don't feel like you know spoilers are a, a problem, but the whole... The whole thing is is uh, New Warriors, which has always kind of been touted as the, the feeder group for the Avengers, um, they became kind of a reality television show, and they started fighting crime with cameras, and they went after a character called Nuke, whose job is to, you know, his power is to blow up. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a one-note character, but they used it to great effect because he blows up and, and destroys a school with a bunch of children. And that prompts everybody to say, all right, we really need to kind of rein in the superheroes because they're, they're causing a lot of collateral damage and there's no accountability. Right. And, and so that's where the divide comes across. It's kind of like this bigger ethical issue of, do we need to make sure that all the superheroes are kind of kept track of and have some accountability? Or do does that interfere with civil liberties?
1: Now I have to say and I'm probably dating myself here but that sounds kind of familiar to the the DC uh storyline in Kingdom Come. Okay. Where where in the future the the heroes are are battling uh this the ad, some atomic powered supervillain mm-hmm. and one of them splits him open or or the villain splits open the atom or something like that and it like explodes and there's like a nuclear explosion. And then after that, the tide sort of turns away or or, or against heroes, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like they're unsafe and they have to be kept in check or whatnot.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it's kind of a, a riff on the same theme.
1: Yeah. Well, anyway, um, so okay, so and in the book, what, Cap- Captain America sides with the the notion of of not turning yourself into the government.
0: Yeah, because remember he comes from kind of a World War II mindset and the idea of registration kind of is the whole Nazi, you know, that's kind of where they paralleled it.
2: Okay, okay.
0: And so that's where his kind of misgivings and, and distrust of it comes from. And I can see the kind of the Hydra in and, well, I don't trust the system because we can't, we literally can't trust the system.
1: But it's just Bucky.
0: But it's just Bucky.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It just feels, feels a little less...
1: They're going to have to really play on the on the notion of his guilt over what happened to him in the first place, right?
0: Yeah, it feels a little less justifiable on his part. You know? Yeah, like,
1: yeah, I can see that.
0: Hopefully, I mean, hopefully they will justify it, but that's that's my my initial concern.
1: Now, when I remember think. hearing a, a, about, I guess, Iron Man siding with with the government yeah. from and that surprised me at the time. Like you would think, like Tony Stark is kind of like the the rebel kind of guy, the guy, you know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and him siding with with. I guess the powers that be kind of strikes me as kind of out of his character as well.
0: I think the idea is a little bit kind of the control of it all. Like, you can make it a corporation, you can put a brand on it. Huh. I think that's kind of a little bit the direction that he sees it. It's, it's yes, there, there needs to be all these checks and balances because he looks at it from a, a business point of view. If you have too much collateral damage, this is stuff that, you know, he's paying out of pocket, he's... Huh. That kind of thing, and so I think he sees a little bit of that structure as being a good thing. Not he, saying that they can't break the rules if they need to, but you know, right. they, he knows where his lines are. He doesn't know where all these other people's lines
1: are. And and he's still all messed up over what happened with his part in Ultron, right? In the last movie, probably.
0: Probably, probably that would that would make sense because I think right. you know, there's in the comic books there's a, a whole thing where his um, armor, you know, specs for his armor got. Right. To everybody. And that's his
1: kind of guilt. See, now, this is this is what I'm talking about with the Captain America franchise. It's so dense that we can have this full-on conversation just about the trailer. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, that's what I love about the Captain America movie so far. And I have to be honest, like, the first Captain America movie was probably my least favorite of, like, the first wave, you know, of movies for all these uh, Avengers. Mm-hmm. And then part, part two just, like, totally kicked it up into the stratosphere, Yeah, you know? Uh, so, yeah, so 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 seeing the trailer for that in the theater was great, even though I'd already seen it many times on my phone and laptop um, and TV <laughs> at home. Um, it was cool to see that in the theater. And, of course, you know, the, the, it starts, and I know exactly what it is, and I announce it to everyone sitting next to me, and I'm like, have my hands up in the air, and... Just you know, completely un- unashamed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, on the the other side of the uh, the coin, we have the Batman versus Superman trailer, which we've seen for a while.
1: I'm already feeling defensive that you called it the other side of the coin.
0: <laughs> oh, I just mean other side of the coin as far as the other the other of the
1: two-headed <laughs> beast that is the DC oh, Marvel. Okay. Okay, I didn't mean anything more than that. <laughs> we talked about the good trailer. Now we're gonna talk about the other side. <laughs> <time. laughs> you can see I'm already like feeling kind of sensitive about how people are ragging about, you know, ragging on on this film already. And I'm just, you know, I I grew up really liking the DC heroes, so I'm I'm you know I'm quick to defend Warner Brothers' crappy movies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, and that's the thing, because see, I, I know you, and so I know if it's if it's not a good movie, you'll say, these are the things that I can pull out that are good, but I'm only <laughs> pulling them out because I feel like I have to. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, there's no blinders here on that stuff, no way.
0: Um, I think, I, I feel like this is going to be Batman versus Superman, and even though we see a lot of Wonder Woman in the trailers, we're going to see her at the end.
1: And right. she's going to kind
0: of be in that final battle, and that's
1: about it. I just want to say before I move on, I'm still looking for what I can pull out of the Green Lantern movie. I have not found anything. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you on that. Um, At least that's the feeling they're giving in the trailers. It seems like any footage that we see of Wonder Woman, it's all in the same setting. It's all probably in the same battle. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, I I, could, I was completely surprised by the appearance of Doomsday. Um, I know I had read about stuff. Um, kind of like hinting at maybe the plot looked like it was going in that direction, but I that was the last I heard, and then suddenly he we've got this like overgrown uh, uh, orc or troll yeah. Yeah. in the in the trailer, you know, and I was surprised by that.
0: Have you ever seen the the fan film Grayson? The, the like no, trailer no. for the fan film. Grayson? I've
1: seen the trailer. I've seen the trailer. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't think they ever actually made it into a. movie.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: I, I'm starting to feel a little bit like I did when I watched that. Like anybody who doesn't know what Grayson is, it's it's a fan film. Like it's a trailer for a fan film that was never made, and the the whole film is the trailer. And the the concept is is that Batman has died, and that Dick Grayson has to don um, has become Robin again to go out and bring his killer to justice. And he's going toe to toe with Superman. And as you watch it, it's a very cool movie concept and as you're going through, you're like, oh, this is really cool and I like how they pulled this element in and then it goes on a little too long and all of a sudden you're like, why is the Green Lantern in this? Okay, Wonder Woman's in that and that's cool, but how many other heroes are you going to fit into this? And that's kind of the feeling I got when I saw Doomsday because I was like, okay, if the whole idea is Superman versus Batman and you've got Lex Luthor in there how does
1: Doom Day fit into all this? And Wonder Woman, yeah. And
0: Wonder Woman, and apparently Aquaman's in there somewhere, and we're yeah, supposed to the... see a Flash of the Flash, and yeah, the Cyborg. Yeah, they,
1: they, they cast Cyborg, exactly, yeah. I mean, they the original plan was to just jump into the Justice League movie, and then they kind of, you know, announced Batman versus Superman. Um, but I feel like they should have just went ahead and just, you know, I mean, just jumped into the, to the Justice League. That's what they're going to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I kind of agree with that. Um, it, it's 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 making me kind of feel like Shades of Spider-Man Three, which is oh. uh, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I think that's yeah, that's the sound that I think. Uh, anyway, <laughs>
0: when
1: you say Spider-Man Three. That,
0: that's just like that causes a visceral reaction.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean because it's like okay, so now he's the Hobgoblin. And Venom's coming. Oh wait, here's the Sandman, and they've got Gwen Stacy as well. Like, what is going on here? It's
0: called. This is our last movie. Throw everything in the kitchen sink in
1: and see what sticks. <laughs> oh, Warner Brothers, I really, I, I, you know, I mean, we we can sit and, and rag on these movies and stuff, but I, I have to say, and and I've had to, I feel like I've had to to state this very frequently when discussing these movies, I have ultimate optimism for all of these movies. I mean, I never lose sight of the fact that we're so lucky to to be, like, you know, having these movies come out and, like, these studios are putting, like, millions of dollars into trying to, to make these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it, I'm not... I'm, I'm really um, not into the idea of, like, writing them off before they come out and we have a chance to see them, you mm-hmm. know? I will totally, like, jump on the hype train but I'm not going to tear it down before I've seen it. Like, I'm much more interested in seeing the glass half full when it comes to these, you know, these comic book movies. Um, case in point. Or go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, it's so funny you say that because I always think of myself as the the guy who will pretty much watch and enjoy anything. And you as much more of the film, you know, critic, more more critical eye on things. And you'll call a spade a spade if it's not good. Sure. But I I take the exact opposite approach. I'm like, I am am dubious (laughs) until I see the movie because I don't want to get my hopes up and have them crushed.
1: Right, right. We are flipped on this one thing. That's funny because I totally am like completely optimistic. I I will not give up on one of these films until I've seen it with my own eyes and can say, okay, yeah, that was horrible. Fantastic Four.
0: Uh, (laughs) Did you ever go see it?
1: No, I actually, uh, I'm sorry to admit that I streamed it on my computer on Thanksgiving night.
0: Okay, so you have seen it.
1: I have seen it. I was I was um, sick in bed this year for Thanksgiving, um, and so feeling pretty miserable, you know, didn't really get to enjoy my turkey dinner or anything like that, and laying in bed, and I'm like, you know what, I just want like ultimate comfort right now like what can i do let's see i'm looking around i'm like that's my favorite sweater i'm just gonna put it on while i'm laying (laughs) in bed just because i deserve something damn it Uh and then like you know my cat's sleeping at the foot of my bed okay that's great what else what can and i'm like you know what i i just want to indulge some like geeky like you know uh impulse right now and i'm like i never saw the fantastic four movie i know i can find it online at this point i'm just gonna sit here and watch it Um, yeah, bad, bad choice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I still haven't seen it, and I I don't know when I will see it, but it it will happen eventually, just not yet.
1: Interesting, huh? What, what, do you, do you feel like you've avoided it, or you just haven't got on your way to see it?
0: Um, I didn't go see it in the theaters because the, the reviews were so horrid that I, I mean, when, when the cast start coming out to defend it, Uh, and, and when, like, it just, every, from every direction, everybody's kind of like, this is not a good movie.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: And I have so much. I'm so busy. <laughs> I'm like the last thing I want to do is sit down. If I'm gonna sit down and spend two hours of my my evening watching something, I'm gonna watch Jessica Jones or I'm gonna oh, watch fully. you know catch up on one of my shows that I'm falling behind on. I still haven't seen the the mid season finales of Arrow and, and Flash.
1: Sure. So yeah, no, I'm same same way. I mean, there's no. Miss, there's no, you know, coincidence there that I was sick in bed for days before I decided. Oh, I'm gonna give Fantastic Four a try. You know, I've
0: literally run out of internet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Flash, um, I'm on episode 12 of season one right now. How are you liking it? I am enjoying it immensely.
0: Now you don't watch uh, Arrow, right?
1: No, I don't watch Arrow.
0: Okay. Has has the the few crossover episodes that you've seen? Given you any interest in going to see it a couple? no okay
1: no I, I'm really enjoying the flash it's It does really feel like a comic book come to life like it yeah. you know all the the cheesy kind of hokey stuff is intact, and I love that they're not embarrassed of it mm-hmm. you know they fully buy in and that's great um and so you know not having a lot of time to make it out to my local comic book store anymore and pick up issues of stuff i kind of feel like every time i watch an episode it's like i'm reading an issue Mm -hmm. um and i like that but it doesn't really make me feel like i need to go out and complete the run or like you know oh you know this this crossover happens and now i have to jump onto that like i feel like flash is enough you know like i i don't really watch a lot of tv so you know, like, I, and I honestly was not expecting to really get sucked into Flash. Um, enough people recommended it that I was like, you know what, I'm moving. I'm packing up boxes in silence. Maybe I'll just put on Flash in the background and just kind of listen to it while I'm packing up. And before you know it, I'm just, like, sitting there, like, you know, enthralled. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun.
0: It's, it's funny because the part of me is sitting there going, okay, how do, I, how do I make the argument that he should go back and watch The Arrow? Yeah. And I can't. <laughs> and I love I love the Arrow. I love sure. I think I love the concept of the Arrow and I love the people involved in the Arrow more than I love the Arrow.
1: Here's the thing. I feel like with The Flash, I'm getting mainline comic booky stuff. Mm-hmm. And with the Arrow, it just seems outwardly like I know the Green Arrow from the comics. Mm-hmm. And Arrow the television show does not look like that. It looks like a sleek kind of modernized like youth injected kind of version of that mm-hmm. which is cool i'm sure for the tv show you know you can't have a you know a goateed uh <laughs> you know hippie uh, running around the city i guess shooting arrows and stuff but um uh you know i just feel like for the tv show that's kind of like an iteration of the character whereas for the flash that is the flash
2: right
0: and I think with with the arrow, I think this season they've started to really now that they're calling him the Green Arrow, and they've seen kind of how the Flash is working. I think they're really starting to bring it back into a little bit more of that comic book feel. Before yep. it was very dark, and it still is dark to an extent, but I feel like it has a little bit more of that comic book flair to it, and he's not always brooding and you know there's right. a little too much CW in Green
1: yeah. Arrow. Yeah. Yeah. I sense that, and you know what? I'll tell you this right now. Mark my words, okay? Uh, the moment that he is sporting a goatee and a feather in his cap, I am all in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's been there's been plenty of people who've who've asked for it, so you yes. know. And, and, and he's got a little bit more scruff down on their chin area this season <laughs> than he normally does. So so I think they're moving that direction.
1: Gotta love my fellow comic book fans. That's great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. As far as to round out the comic book movies, we'll go back to the one that I saved for last because it's both our favorite loves, and if we get onto this, this may be a rabbit hole that we'll have to pull ourselves out of relatively quickly, but what do you think of the X-Men Apocalypse trailer?
1: Oh, I, I have lots of feelings about this, Joe. Um, I I have to say that the last trailer did bring me on board uh, but I had to be brought on board after those set photos, mm-hmm. those horrible, horrible set photos. Um, and I'm talking, of course, about Apocalypse in particular, which is heartbreaking because I love Oscar Isaacs. He's he's a great actor. I love him in everything that I've seen him in. Um, but he just it it uh, Apocalypse is one of those characters that you can't you have to nail it because mm-hmm. if if you don't it's going to go off the rails and so far it just i don't feel confident that they nailed it it just doesn't seem quite right and that has me really worried about because because if you mess up apocalypse in in x men apocalypse that's you know that's not good i don't think that's something that the rest of the film can overcome
0: right i'm i'm a little hopeful simply because apocalypse is always kind of the puppet master so okay. if they make him anything more than that, except for like the final battle scene, then they've done him wrong.
1: Okay, okay.
0: That that's kind of that's kind of my take. It's kind of like if if he's just kind of yeah, he's very cartoony, but that's I mean to be perfectly fair, that's what he looks like in the comics.
1: But that's not what he looks like because he looks like an old man in the in the in the in the in the, the makeup in the trailers and in the comics he looks powerful, but. He looks and I, I hate to say this. I hate to jump on this, you know, on, on this train, but he kinda looks like Ivan Ooze too much. He looks like that cheesy blue villain from Power Rangers.
0: Okay. He
1: just has he just has that like old man kind of like uh, a not very, you know, intimidating he looks kinda like weird and like like he's like a troll or something, like he's gonna like, you know, grant you three wishes or something. Like he, he does <laughs> He doesn't have this, like, you know, all-powerful kind of feel. And, again, I'm a, I look, I'm a visual person. Mm-hmm. So, for me, you know, as I said before, it's it's very much about the look. Uh, how does he move? Like, how does he sound? Like, you know what I mean? Like, th- those sorts of things. Um, I really wish they kept, or at least, um, uh, uh, maybe not. I Because I think they do kind of hint at, like, the, the mouth, you know, the jawline kind of thing that he has going in the comic. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But it's not very; it's like very understated, you know. Mm-hmm. And I wish they had got. I just wish he looked more menacing, and he doesn't to me for, from what I've seen in the photos and trailers. Um, that being said, the rest of the trailer, you know, hell yeah, like I'm on board. Like, you know, Mohawk Storm, yes, yes. Please, all of that, you know. Um, and I like, you know, that they're that the the newer or the younger versions of this cast are getting to finally like you know, really step into these roles and own them, mm-hmm. I'm really excited about all that, it's just, oh if you get Apocalypse wrong like, I don't know, like I don't know if I can if I can, you know, I don't know if it'll distract me from enjoying the rest of the movie
0: I mean, my, I, I've never liked Apocalypse as a as an actual villain like, he's not an on the ground villain right and, and so, as long as they don't make him that I think we're fine, I mean, obviously you have to have the final conflict with him but if he's if he's sitting there fighting with people in every battle like you'd see Magneto in yeah. previous movies then they've done it wrong
1: now he's he was the primary villain in X-Factor correct yes and and from what i've read about his cuz i never read X-Factor but from from what i've read of his abilities and whatnot it almost seems like he's they've made him so powerful that it kind of renders a lot of storylines moot like it's almost like it's almost like Superman, where it's like you—it's really hard to to write a story for him because he's so powerful that you know, like, where do you go? You know what I mean in terms of conflict or whatnot.
0: You also have to remember that this is a character that, when he was first debuted, his—and um, I, I learned this from from Rachel Miles—he was supposed to be the Owl. What? Do you do you know the the Marvel villain, the Owl, is like a Daredevil <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah the The artist and and writer team decided that that wasn't what the, it wasn't climactic enough like they they'd set up that there was this master that was kind of pulling the strings on the storyline oh. and and when they got to it and they were like like a, a new team took over right after this you know shout, shrouded figure had said that you know he was being called the master and and you know who was this character and then they took over. They're like, well, it's supposed to be the owl, but no, that's just dumb. <laughs> and so, so they didn't even know what they were going to do with him, and so they just called him Apocalypse.
1: Wow, that's great. See, this is why Rachel and Miles are doing important work. Yes, it's <laughs> a national treasure because these stories need to be told. You know, like that kind of thing is so illuminating when it comes to these characters. Because I've always felt like Apocalypse is kind of similar with Mister Sinister. I feel like their their powers are kind of ambiguous or a yeah. little bit vague, you know.
0: Well, apparently Apocalypse's power is that he controls every single molecule in his body, so he has complete control. But that turns into like Acme hammer hands. Yeah. You know, in the early episodes or uh, yeah. early issues. Totally. Yeah. So
1: So but I mean, I am yeah, I mean, I'm a sucker for a good trailer, man, you know. Uh ca- case in point, I just earlier today my coworker and I again Fully geek mode in the office lately, because thanks to Star Wars, mm-hmm. uh, we, were, we were discussing, you know, uh, a comic book movies and, and our tastes and whatnot. And he brought up Watchmen. And, you know, I gave the the groan the, uh, uh-huh. the... um But he said, you know what, the trailer for that was great. And I'm like, I don't remember the trailer. So, of course, we pull it up. um We totally get tons of work done at work, by the way. <laughs> But anyway, we just just throwing that out there. Um, we pull up the trailer, and yeah, it's it's a great trailer. It's very moody, you know. And and I'm a sucker for like a really well cut trailer. Uh, the the movie, you know, sometimes you know something is is leaves something uh, to be desired, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, the trailers I'm I'm on board. So so this X Men trailer, I was like, okay, well done, Singer. You know, you you you've you've uh, you've learned. <laughs> Back into the flock you know but but i am i am hesitant i'm i'm a little skeptical
0: well we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed because i know that's one that both you and i are, are highly invested into, yeah so.
1: exactly. yeah
0: all right well we cannot deny the uh we cannot delay the inevitable any longer uh, <laughs> we, we've got to get into the film um when did you go see it
1: i went and saw it actually friday night late friday night now was uh, there
0: was there a lot of crowd hype or was it kind of by that time people were just happy to be in the theater?
1: I think people were happy to be in the theater. Uh keep in mind it was at Arclight Hollywood, so it is somewhat of a how do I put it? It's a little bit of an industry scene mm-hmm. at Arclight in Hollywood where people, you know, don't want to they want to keep that cool factor for some reason, you know, they don't want to be too, you know, happy, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be too happy, you know? Um, well, you know, but, happiness adds
0: two or three pounds easily, so.
1: <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But um, I was happy to see a couple of people, like, in full-on, like, Jedi garb, like, before the, the movie started. So that was that was cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm just surprised that I was able to wait that long. I on, Like, when uh, when I bought the tickets, I thought, you know, it's fine. I work during the week, Friday night. We'll get tickets late so we don't have to worry about traffic, blah, blah, blah. But I have to tell you, Thursday afternoon, I was really regretting that decision. <laughs> a lot of people that were on their way from work to go see the movie. And I thought, what was I thinking? Uh, I've got to wait now 24 hours.
0: Yeah, we went to go see it on Sunday. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. And for me, that's, that's a, long, uh, a long wait. But, yeah. And, and I've you know, i I've, I've mentioned a couple of times on, on the podcast. That I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I don't know how I'm going to avoid spoilers and everything else. I went to bed the Friday at, like, 9 o'clock. I was <laughs> so exhausted. I don't think I would have enjoyed it if I had done it. Friday. Wow. And so, you know, I ended up going on Sunday. The crowd was there, but not crazy. There was some polite applause at the beginning and the end. You oh, know, really? there was not it, – it was not a rowdy crowd at all, but I think everybody was there that were kind of just – we were happy to finally get to see. The movie.
1: It's funny because when you first mentioned that you went to bed at 9 p.m. on Friday – I thought it was to avoid spoilers.
0: <laughs> no, I was just exhausted. <laughs>
1: How did you manage to avoid spoilers till Sunday?
0: You, you know, I was talking to uh, somebody on the last episode. We, we were just lucky that the, the crowds that we kind of follow on, on the internet and social media have good internet etiquette. Right. And I think that really just comes down to uh, people, I think, are a lot better now about the whole spoiler thing. I think that since everybody TiVo's everything, you're a lot less quick to blurt out something because you don't know who's seen it and who hasn't.
1: Yeah, people are serious about their spoilers nowadays. Um, I have to say, I I was a little taken aback when we were discussing Civil War earlier, and you're like, it's been a few years, so we can talk about this. (laughs) (laughs) But I have to, you know what, Um, I'm sad to say that uh, I was on social media uh, the night before on thursday night the night before we saw it and in a uh the comment section of a totally unrelated post uh somebody spoiled a major plot point for me oh that sucks yeah i was i was really i saw it and i was like oh no i hope that's not true or in in terms of like a story you know giving away a story spoiler not in terms of like you know i hope that doesn't happen in the movie Mm -hmm. um and and then the the person who's whose post it was made that comment was posted on she like immediately erased it and said that's so not cool and so you're right, there was this like feeling of overall of like hey, let's all have you know you know manners about this and not spoil it and this person just went ahead and posted it, and everyone kind of like you know scolded her about it after it so um but but yeah i did I did have it spoiled. I was a uh. upset by that. Yeah, I know. I know. I. I mean, I don't think I would have been fully surprised, but maybe that's just me trying to, you know, <laughs> trying to console myself. I don't know. Well,
0: well, we'll have to. You'll have to let us know once we get to that point. Sure. Um, so, starting, what, what were your overall impressions? Positive, uh, negative.
1: Positive. My overall impressions were positive, and I, I honestly was not that worried about it being a, a bad experience. Mm-hmm. Um, partly because, you know, I, if I, you can survive, you know, the, the, the prequels, um, you can survive, you know, almost anything.
0: That, that's, it's, that's honestly a good point. Like, I think the thing that nobody has, has mentioned is as much as we're like, like, everybody's been excited. Nobody's been worried about these movies being bad. I think part of that's because, uh, J.J. Abrams has been very good about releasing, very positive material to say, "Look guys, the you know, practical effects and and we're making it look like you're Star Wars and I'm a big fan you know we yeah. feel like we've we've handed over our our franchise to somebody who's taking this responsibility seriously
1: right, right, and I have to say i'm I'm not a trekkie, but I really enjoyed his his Star Trek movie mm-hmm. um really enjoyed it, and so on that, you know that was also something in my mind going in where I'm like, okay, he knows how to set this stage. I trust him on that. Now, I also have to say I'm really glad he's not making part two or, or episode eight. Right. <laughs> and that is also directly, you know, tied to my Star Trek, you know, movie going experience as well.
0: Right. Well, and I think, I think the, the other part of this all is that I think there's this collective, it can't be worse than the first three movies.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and so, no, it, it was a... Uh, I I did read a spoiler free uh, review the night before that was like very enthusiastic from a writer that I trust. Mm-hmm. And so I said, great, you know, that just pumped me up more. And, and I, it was, it was full, just like happy mode. Like there was no, you know, uh, uh skepticism. There was no sort of like, you know, Oh, I, you know, worry or like, I hope this doesn't, it was just like, this is going to be great. I'm going to go in, I'm going to be smiling ear to ear for two hours. You know, I can't wait. And, and that's, that's what it was like it was a lot there was a lot of cheering um i'm not gonna lie there was some you know teary eyes at certain points in the in the movie Mm -hmm. um and i was all in for all of it you know i was like fully ready to go on this ride
0: now i've heard a lot of people complain that it's not an original story that it's basically episode four
1: i mean star wars is not an original story no so you know what are we comparing it to here
0: well, I think people are are comparing it to Episode Four, they're saying basically it's a remake of Episode Four, and I think that's kind of an unfair criticism.
1: Yeah, so same here. I would say if I'm I'm willing to go as far as it's an inversion of Episode Four, which I think is kind of cool when you look at it that way. It's it, it's not a rehash. If anything, it's it's sort of. Um, folding episode four kind of inside out or in on itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if if that, you know?
0: Yeah, and I, I, I don't know that he... Like, it's a very smart move to pay homage to that. Like, you could kind of feel the pacing, you could feel the, the, the beats that was hit in episode four, but it still was its own story. It still yeah. had its own moments. But it had enough familiarity to it that we weren't going to be like, oh, it's not like... You've got to realize that the position that J.J. Abrams is in going into this is like this is a beloved franchise that is very highly criticized by its fans.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure.
0: And I yeah. think, you know, paying homage to, but yet still having its own voice is a very hard thing to do. And I think he was pretty successful. with.
1: It. Yeah, I feel like people that are complaining that it's too much like episode four are paying more attention to uh, the story or the or the plot the themes and not enough attention to the new characters which i completely loved across the board like and that's something that JJ Abrams i think is really good at is mm. um, the way you know casting a movie and the interaction of characters um i like because uh, uh ray is is not luke skywalker is not no, really, not at all not at all and so you know, so, you know, we start her story, you know, on, on a sand planet. Okay. Like, but if that's really what you're, you know, you're basing the similarity on, it's like you're not paying enough attention to the character that you're watching on screen. You know what I mean?
0: Right. But yet you still can have that feeling of this is the way the episode four started and I'm familiar with this. Yeah. And that's, that's a very fine line to kind of navigate and I think he did it very well.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I mean, like I said, you know, what are you comparing this to? I mean, it's Star Wars. Um... I really want to see lightsabers and uh, you know a, a scene set on a desolate sand planet, and I want to see you know some really like ominous you know uh, villains dressed all in black. Like right. without those without those things, you know, like what, what is it? You know, how different do you want it?
0: You can't have an epic Star Wars movie without a spaceship battle. Like you can't. Like exactly. I don't care if he's yet again flying that that's how you destroy Death Stars. I don't care if it's bigger than the last one. It's still a Death Star. That's you gotta find one. a weak point and bomb
1: it. That's another thing I'm wondering, is like how long is the Empire slash first order gonna put all their you know, all their eggs in the Death Star basket? You know, at what point do they realize, Okay, <laughs> the giant death ray is not working for us. Let's figure out something else else. You know, let's let's next next uh we're gonna try, I don't know, chemical warfare or something. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, they are they're kind of like at some point somebody's gonna be like, dude, have all the exhaust ports been like closed up? <laughs> like have exactly. we have we found all the little spots that they can get in?
1: Exactly. Well uh, how do you feel about how they tied in uh the older characters?
0: You know, I I felt like it was very strong without feeling overpowering. I I liked Han Solo's role in it because it wasn't the Han Solo from episode Sure. Or this was episode seven. Oh, episode oh,
1: yeah, six. episode episode six, yeah.
0: Um you know, he, he the characters had evolved. And right. and we didn't dwell on them either. That's the nice thing. Like, yeah, there was a moment between Leia and Han, but it wasn't like an entire like I would have been really bored if it was an entire film about their angst and their drama because that's not
1: what the story is i have to i say i agree with you and i'll even take it further and i will say that my my comp- my one complaint about this film is that any time that it focused on pre the older characters i kind of felt like the film slowed down and kind of bogged down a bit i
0: would agree
1: like i was so excited to follow a uh, uh, ray and uh to follow finn uh like i was fully in and i feel like that's the great success of this film. Because, you know, these older characters are not meant to be around for much longer. They are very much passing the torch to these younger characters. So it's really important that we connect and are invested in these characters. And I feel like that's exactly what this movie did. Like I was, I couldn't wait to get more of Ray and Finn and Poe at the end of this movie.
0: Okay, now we're gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna last chance people. Because we're going into spoilers, so if you're if you're like, oh, they're not really going to say anything. No, we're we're like the, the next phrases coming out of my mouth are going to to be nature spoilers. Um, I'm kind of surprised that they let out the secret of who um, Kylo Ren was so early on that he right. was um, Han and son.
1: So I have to say, shout out to my coworkers uh, Christian and Jason. But you know, we've been talking about this stuff. All week and they said similar thing i think uh, uh my buddy christian said you know the, it feels like they just kind of like threw it out there like haphazardly like they didn't it was just like in in a, you know in the middle of a, of a line of like mundane dialogue they're like yeah they're your son or you know it's your i think i think the first time they do it is is um they say it to kylo ren right they say yeah, What's your father yeah yeah it just felt kind of like wait what did he just really say that like it felt it felt almost like if you weren't paying attention, you would just go by without, you know, they didn't make a big thing out of it almost.
0: Yeah, and it, it's kind of like it, it's, I I'm happy with how it turned out, but it still was kind of a, a shock to me because for me, it's kind of like that feels like it's a reveal you do towards the end.
1: Oh, OK. Um, or it, or maybe have have more fun with maybe like set it up so that it's a, a greater payoff at some point in the film.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where it's like, well, well, who is his father? Like, you know, it's somebody that we've been introduced to, but who?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: but they they just kind of threw it out there, which you know is isn't of itself a, a choice, you know. And mm-hmm. and if that whole idea of we're not going to make this the big reveal, you know, I can see why they would, or if that's not going to be the big reveal, that's not going to be the big reveal. But um, it just it felt too quick.
1: <coughs> right, right. Um. How much of, not to get on a tangent here, but I can't help myself, how much of the, you know, no longer canon um, uh, expanded universe are you familiar with, and how much do you feel they're still sort of drawing on those stories for for inspiration?
0: Um, I have seen the Star Wars Holiday Special, (laughs) and I have... (laughs) I have read the, um, Sean Daly lent me the four-episode series that comes between, or comes right after Return of the Jedi, the comic book series, which oh, okay. is now canon, it's not the extended universe.
1: Oh, okay, but, but not none of the novels or anything? I have
0: not read any of the novels, I have not read, I don't even think, I may own a Star Wars role-playing game supplement somewhere, but I don't even think I've read through that whole thing.
1: This is shocking. I may know more about the Star Wars extended universe than you do. That's I can't believe that.
0: Well, a couple episodes ago, I had um, I had somebody come on specifically to talk about the expanded universe because I I know absolutely nothing about it. That's and amazing. I am a six movie guy.
1: Okay, it. same here. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Um. So so because some of what I have read is that you know in in those novels um again that are that are officially not canon anymore. Um, I guess, uh, uh, Leia and Han have twins, and one twin moves towards the dark side, and the other one towards the light side, and, you know, the girl is on the light side, and the boy is on the dark side, and so, it kind of seems like, huh, you know, I'm feeling like that's where this story is going.
0: Which, that's the big debate that we had when the show was over, is who exactly is Rey? Is she their other child? Right. Or, you know, our other theory is that they are cousins and that she is actually Luke Skywalker's daughter.
1: Now, that's where I, I was firmly in, in that camp walking out of the theater. That's Luke's daughter. And, you know, he's can't wait for episode eight because he's going to train her to be a Jedi. So excited. Um, And then I after reading some other opinions and whatnot, I thought, oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe they're twins. Maybe her and Kylo are twins, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. But now I'm back. I'm firmly back in, in my original camp of no. That's that's Luke's daughter. That's got to be Luke's daughter.
0: I feel like that's too cyclical of a story plot. It's but like if, we can't if, have twins again.
1: Okay, but the reason why, right, right, you're right. Which why I don't think it's twins. I think it's Luke's daughter. Right, which right. we're not twins. Um, but keep in mind though, there's a reason why, rather than you know starting with Rogue One or starting with a, a, you know Star Wars, but like a whole new thing. There's a reason why this is episode seven, and that is because it's continuing the story of the Skywalker line, the Skywalker family. It's True, you know. So they're gonna do seven, eight, nine, and then from what you know, I mean, who knows what Disney's gonna decide once they're rolling in cash or more cash, I should say. But um, you know, they I from what I've I've heard seven, eight, nine is supposed to be the end of the Skywalker saga. Not doesn't mean that they're gonna stop making Star Wars movies, but just that that family will have. You know, had its story told, right? So, in that sense, it makes sense that Ray is part of this same bloodline. You know, well,
0: I definitely think she's she's part of the same bloodline. I just feel like making her the twin is too similar, and that's that's where you start complaining about. Okay, you're just telling us the same story
1: over and over. Sure, now. sure, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, um, no, but
0: I mean, again, it is the you know, I do know that they were not throwing necessarily everything from the extended universe out, and I did know about the twins. Okay, um, but it's kind of that question of like how much did they keep and to me the more compelling story is that she's luke's daughter because if she's luke's daughter then you have the question of well who's her mother
1: yeah yeah and i feel like um i need to i I was hoping to watch it again before tonight before you and i recorded this podcast um Mm -hmm. but uh you know thankfully uh i have coworkers that are all in and have have seen it multiple times so (laughs) a lot of information from them but um you know I feel like a lot was divulged in her flashbacks or whatever you want to call them when she first uh touches uh his lightsaber
2: mm-hmm.
1: right that there's i didn't i missed a lot of that because it was so edited so quickly, but there's a lot that goes on there in that moment, and you know people are calling them you know why people are are some people are calling them memories some people are calling them you know like visions or whatnot but i I believe those are her memories that she saw
0: and it would make sense to kind of pass the torch through, you know, um, Anakin's the father, and then Luce the the son, and then she's the daughter. Like, she is the direct next in line. As exactly. to his niece.
1: Which would make sense as to why, uh, the lightsaber was calling to her in the first place.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: And then, and then as far as, you know, R2-D2 suddenly deciding to wake up out of nowhere, um, it doesn't make sense because Luke is so far away and he's not back, but if, if you notice, uh, uh, sh- he wakes up once Ray is on the base. Right. So that would make sense for that, too, then. That explains that, you know, well, once a, a Skywalker was near him, then he, you know, he came back to life or whatnot.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, let's talk about some of the side characters before we go into some of the bigger reveals. Okay. Um, we've, we've talked a little bit about Ray, and she's yeah. phenomenal. We've talked a little bit about Finn, but I have to say my favorite character was Poe. Really, I liked Poe. I wanted to see more of Poe.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wanted to see more of Poe too. I feel like I didn't. We didn't see enough for me to call him a favorite.
0: You know what? That, in all fairness, that that's not completely true. Maz Kanada was my favorite. Poe was was somebody what that I really, that? really liked and wanted to see more. Of.
1: Okay, I want to hear more about Maz.
0: I she just she was just a breath of fresh air as far as like, the weird little Muppet type of character that you're going to have. Like, she was just very fun. She was very... Like, I expected when they when they walked up to the temple or whatever it was, and they're like, oh, you have to be very careful with her and everything else. I was like, oh, it's going to be that same trope of the, you know... The, I, was, I, I knew nothing going into it. So okay. I was just assuming she was going to be this person that, that Han Solo had scorned back in the past... And it was going to be that whole, is she really good or is she really evil? Right. It was so nice to have her come in and be just kind of this brassy bar owner that's been around forever and has all these connections and it's going to tell it like it is.
1: Yeah, yeah. And she does, she asks, as soon as Ray leaves the table, she looks at Han and she says, who's the girl? Uh And he starts to answer her and then they cut away to Ray, you know, being in the basement of the bar. Uh, and then when she runs into Rey later, after she's had the visions and touched the lightsaber, she knows all about her. Mm-hmm. She knows that she's, you know, was abandoned on this desert planet and she knows that she's waiting for family. And she says, you know, maybe you need to go and, you know, they're not coming back. And so it's like, what did Han tell her and how much does Han know? Right. Do Han and Leia know that she's Luke's daughter and they're just not saying, you know, like what's going on there?
0: Right. Yeah. There's so many questions. Like I've heard a, a couple of podcasts and a couple of other people um, talk about how there's so many questions and we have to wait like two years i know to get the answers to these questions
1: that that was a minor complaint of mine too is that like i get that you're setting up another trilogy but you know episode four was that movie ended like, granted they didn't realize that it was going to be a huge success and get to make more but that really was more you know a closed story and i feel like we didn't get enough of that in this one and and again i understand they're setting up uh you know another trilogy but it just felt like it just started things and then it was like done.
0: Right. Um, but going back to Poe. Um, yes. I don't, I don't know. I felt like the the whole Star Wars TIE fighter pilot and an X-Wing pilot. That, that, I remember sitting watching the movie and going, this is Star Wars. Like as much as it's lightsaber battles and, you know, running through bases and, and all figuring out how we're going to get from one planet to another and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You have to have that element and I felt like it was refreshing to have this character that that's what he does and it's not because he has the force it's not because he's some you know scruffy nerf herder smuggler he's right. just like he's really good at what he does and he's part of this system that is is going to war.
1: Right. Yeah. He's you a know? solid yeah, yeah, he's a he's a, a solid contributor. And uh, Star Wars is, is... Good Star Wars is full of those, right?
0: Yeah, he's, he's this... He's this generation's Wedge Antilles who we never get to see really in the movies. We don't really get to feel what that character is like.
1: So do you feel like um, he's... If if Rey is being set up to be the next Jedi...
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't know, I almost feel like, like Poe is being set up to be the next Han Solo. But maybe that's Finn.
0: See, I I think I think that's where this movie was successful. You can't analog the characters.
1: That's true. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You're right. As I was saying that, I'm thinking maybe it's a good sign that there it's not that simple. You know.
0: Well, I gotta say, like like as you were talking about your stuff, I'm like, okay, well, where how would I match up the the characters? And I'm like, you just you just can't. And that's I think that's a good sign that the characters are unique, because you can say, well, Maz is the is the Yoda character, but she's not. She's she's something different. She's she might fill that role of mentor or the person that nudges you on your journey.
1: Right. But
0: she's not Yoda. And she's yeah. not meant to
1: be. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to say, um, I am like firmly a huge fan of, of Rey. Mm-hmm. Um that sounds weird to say. Um
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> But but I'm I'm most excited to see what comes next for Finn. That's, yeah, because he's such an unknown. That's the character that I latched onto for sure. Uh, his energy, you know, I feel like, I feel like that's kind of the kind of character that we haven't yet seen from Star Wars.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: His, his, you know, the fact that, and it's like, how did this this stormtrooper just suddenly like switch on or or off, you know, uh, uh, and just decide to like suddenly have. You know, a, a free will and and choose to do the right thing, or or you know, to 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 kind of disobey his his, his all his ordering or his training and you know all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what is that? Where? Why? First of all, you better tell us why and how that happened. Right. And, and where does he go from there? You know, how does he fit into the rebellion now, or or, or the resistance rather?
0: If you had to draw parallels, I would say he right now is the most like Han Solo because he's the he's the reluctant hero.
1: Right, right, yeah, um, yeah. I was just fascinated by his whole arc. I'm, and I like again. I can't, uh, I can't talk enough about his attitude, his energy. Like it was just fun, and it was really over the top, but like in a really endearing way. Yeah. Uh, I love that moment where Han is like, yo, take it down. Like, (laughs) (laughs) excited, you know? I love that. I feel like that's something that, you know, is is new to, that energy is new to Star Wars. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Like, I I want more of that.
0: Yeah, it's refreshing.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, It was nice to see different characters that that we know, you know. um, It was nice to see Admiral Ackbar saying something other than
1: it's a trap. (laughs) Yeah, that's true.
0: Um it it felt it felt very familiar and yet new. And that I think is where it's biggest success lies.
1: Um how do you feel you would have reacted in the writers room if they had said okay, the big threat in this new in this, you know, re reawakening or you know, uh, reemergence of Star Wars is an even bigger death star? How do you think? How do you think you would have reacted to, in, in the writers' room in that when that idea was floated out?
0: My feeling, is, my, I think, I think I would have, I would have said, if that is the direction we're going, then the threat has to increase with the size. And sure. And I think but, they did that because they they destroyed. Was it Corsica? Is that the the city planet?
1: They destroyed a number of planets because this Death Star is actually. Uh, it's the Star Killer, right? Star Killer Base, mm-hmm. which is a cool nod to like Skywalker's original, you know, name was Star mm-hmm. and then Lucas decided that that was too evil sounding or pessimistic, so he changed it to Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, Star Killer Base is—I think it's a planet, right? Right. That they have turned into this this weapon that so it requires so much energy that it drains a nearby sun, <laughs> which i'm trying to I'm trying not to to think about the physics of that too hard <laughs> just enjoy it for what it is. It drains a sun and then shoots and can take out multiple planets right which I, which I just feel is kind of like that it's kind of the syndrome of movies nowadays right where it has to be bigger like fat like how are we gonna make this you know uh latest movie even more devastating to like you know h- how are we gonna put it on a bigger scale and it's just like more. Bigger, louder, you know. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I was hoping they'd be more creative than that.
0: Yeah, I I, I wouldn't disagree. I think, but I, I I again, if they're if you're gonna make it bigger, then the the payoff has to be bigger. And and I think, you know, my my understanding was, again, I'm I'm a six movie person, so I'm just going off of the little that I know from ambient geekiness and other people. Um, but one of the places, one of the planets that was destroyed in that initial onslaught was Corsican, which is where the um the rebels not the rebels the,
1: no the, the Emperor,
0: senate yeah the senate was you know its whole claim like every planet in star wars is supposed to be a different ecology so you have you know right. the desert planet you have the, the frost planet you have the forest planet and that yeah. was the city planet it was like literally a, a giant city
1: right so so i was a little confused as the politics this time around um not as confused as, you know, Attack of the Clones politics, but um uh so so from what I understand at this point, and please correct me if I'm wrong, um so the the new republic is what kind of rose up out of the Empire being destroyed in episode six. Right. Um and but then now we have this faction trying to take over called the First Order, and they're kind of like the remnants of the Empire and also kind of like inspired by the Empire.
0: Yeah, they're the holdouts.
1: Right, and so the First Order is trying to, like, you know, uh, uh bring back the the eth- ethos of the Empire, and the Resistance is the faction of the New Republic that's directly fighting against the First Order.
0: It's what was original. My understanding is it's what originally was the Rebel Alliance now coming back with the people who've taken control of the Empire now that it's destroyed.
1: Right, right. So the new resistance is part of the new republic?
0: Um I don't think officially cuz cuz the the credit scrolling credit said that they were joined they were they had made an alliance. Okay. So my understanding is is that the the um the new empire is
1: or the new not empire, the no, new republic.
0: The new republic is um is what's kind of stepped in now that the empire is done.
1: So And and, and the new republic is good. It's a good thing. Yes. Okay.
0: And so, and so, you've okay. still got the the Rebel Alliance that's kind of like, all right, well, we're we're still here, and we're still our own force to be reckoned with, and we I got things to do. But but the politics haven't caught up yet. Is kind of my understanding.
1: So the so the the rebellion from the original trilogy did not is is not what turned into the the New Republic.
0: Exactly. That's why Princess Leia is not. She's still General Leia of the Resistance. She's I not. See.
1: Okay, yeah. that makes sense. And then, obviously, in the first order, we have Kylo Ren, who's like directly, you know, inspired by Darth Vader, mm-hmm. his his uh, grandfather, and and wants to quote unquote finish what he started.
0: And I have to say, as the movie went on, he became less of a awesome villain.
1: I have to say, Joe, that I loved that. Because he's not I don't want another Darth Vader. There sure. can't be another Darth Vader. Sure. I I loved his temper tantrums. I love that they made it a point numerous times to mention that he was still in training. He was not a fool Sith Lord or whatever he's trying to be. Um you know, uh I, I like that it was like he's 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 still figuring out and he's still tempted by the light side for crying out loud. You know what I mean? Like I, I like that he was this sort of like, you know, he could become this thing, but he's not yet. Yeah,
0: I I, I I have to say that was I was very impressed by that line that he's still tempted by the light side because you always hear tempted by the dark side, tempted by the dark side. Exactly.
1: I love that.
0: That that I did think was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so um can we yeah, we need to talk about the villains here because um I am fascinated by the Knights of Wren. Oh. I want to know more. I want I'm telling you right now, anyone who wants to join me next Halloween in <laughs> putting together that band of 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 knights in full costume. Let's let's do that. That has to happen because they look amazing. I just it's almost like um and i you know i almost hesitate to say this out loud because i don't want to anger any you know different factions of nerd out there but it kind of reminds me of the ring raids
0: yeah yeah no
1: definitely you know? um and we do see a flash of of or two of the knights of ren right where we see them standing in some battlefield mm-hmm. in the rain and and you know kylo's got his his lights uh uh saber out um and, you know, the rest of the knights are kind of like standing around him in fully, you know, dark clothed and dark in black. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I just, I want to know more about them. I want to know that story. I want to know what happened to Luke's academy and, you know, how Kylo turned and what happened to all the Jedi. Was Rey one of, one of you know, Luke's young students and she doesn't remember? Was her memory wiped? Or, or Because from her flashbacks, it seems like she was there when all that happened. Yeah. So is is that why she's in hiding on the you know on that desert planet? Like I'm just I'm fascinated by all that.
0: Well, and then it and, it and then it does make for the the argument that she is his
1: sister. Right, right, or at least family. No, I mean yeah. No,
0: I I think I think at this point we can probably we're safe to assume that they are related somehow.
1: Right. I hope it is cousins and not sis, not brother, sister that
0: just because it's a little it feels like it's a very tired. Trip.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. um, For sure. Uh, but but, you know, he does act differently around her like he he's very interested in knowing who the girl is when they first, you know, get get wind of, of that character being uh, with Finn. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when she's she's in that torture device thing and she says, take your helmet off. He does it like he listens to her. He He acquiesces pretty quickly. Right, Um, And so it seems like he has an idea Or maybe like you know what I mean Like maybe I don't know It seems like everyone around Rey Knows more than they're willing to tell her
0: Right Um, And that brings us To kind of the The ending A lot of the the concern Leading up to this is people were like Is um, Ren going to be Luke Skywalker you know, oh, is Kylo right. Ren gonna be you know, that was when and, and I have a friend, uh, my friend Rob was was saying that, you know, he liked how the media kind of let that go and kind of let that be the, the concern and let that be what people thought is is Kylo Ren gonna be Luke Skywalker. Right. Um, but really he doesn't show up until the end, and here's where my big reveal to you is is I have said on many podcasts that my husband is not and I need to establish today how truly true that is. Because as the as the movie ends, and Ray is walking up the steps, yeah. she goes to the hooded figure, and Mark Hamill pulls the, the the cowl back and and they have their moment. I kid you not, my husband leans over to me and asks, Who is that? <laughs> So I am just throwing it out there, too, because I've had a lot of people go, well, I've heard your husband talk on the podcast, or, you know, he's... No. My husband asked who Luke Skywalker was... That's great. ...at the end of the
1: movie. Um, I have to... Okay, well, you know what? We're in very similar... Uh, we've had very similar experiences, because I, I have to say now that um, this movie, Star Wars Episode Seven, The Force Awakens, marks the second Star Wars movie um that i have seen with a date who had never before seen a single star wars movie
0: and how did that go for you
1: um <laughs> her her reaction which i think you and you and uh, your husband will get a kick out of her reaction after seeing the movie i asked her what did you think and she said i liked it um it reminded me a lot of the hunger games Which I thought was great, because from my point of view, it's like, wow, that just goes to show how far uh the influence of star wars has has gone unnoticed also like we we don't even realize because we're so into it and we're so aware of it that it's such a part of you know kind of our our whole pop culture um in i don't know uh, um, reality
2: mm-hmm. that
1: we don't even realize like I would never think to connect those two things but Coming from someone who had never seen Star Wars, she's thinking, oh, it reminded me of that movie, that sci-fi, you know, a, a movie trilogy or franchise, when obviously we know in reality it was the other way around. You know, oh, I mean, right, right. Uh, you know, Hunger Games, I guess, is, is influenced somewhat by Star Wars. It's just that that really made me laugh. Yeah.
0: And, and in all fairness to my husband, he, he is not one to watch a movie multiple times, and he watched it when it came out when he was seven. So so I guess it is fair to say, all right, if it's been this long, I, I can understand. But you would think that just through contact with me, like I felt there was a moment where I was like, all right, how much is this on him? And how much of this is on me?
1: <laughs> well, let me ask you this, because I didn't really feel, you know, it, this this is the second time, as I said, the first time I watched a Revenge of the Sith with a date. Mm-hmm. And she had never seen a Star Wars movie before. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you know, talk about being thrown into the deep end. Um, And then now this movie, Force Awakens, I was actually really excited to see it with someone who had never seen a Star Wars movie. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel compelled to catch her up. No. Because I felt like I really want to see what, you know, how this begins something for someone. You know what I mean? Right. And if it's able to kind of get the hooks in and make them interested, see the next one. And if there's enough enjoyment in this film... You know, w- without it, there being an investment on like pre-existing characters.
0: Well, and, and a couple people have pointed out to me that you know the, the first episodes one, two, and three for some people that is their first Star Wars trilogy. Yeah. And, yeah. And so you know you have our generation that's you know the original three were were our movies, and then there was a whole generation that's like no it goes one two three and then you go back and watch four five six.
1: Right, right.
0: And and so there is going to be a whole other generation, and that's, that just boggles the mind. There's going to be a whole <laughs> other generation that's like, no, you start with seven.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then no, you go I,
0: back, to, and then and then the big controversy, do you go back to four, and you go back to one?
1: Speaking about boggling the mind, I read something today. I read a line today that said, uh, Disney has stated that, you know, Star Wars is restarting with Episode 7, and it's never going to stop again. Like, they fully acknowledge that. Like, we are going to have at least one new Star Wars movie every year for the rest of our lives.
0: Which, which, I want to say very optimistically, I'm okay with that. Because I I know that there's a whole army of people out there that are very much against the Disneyfication of the Star Wars franchise. But it gets us more Star Wars.
1: And I'm thinking it's a rich enough universe that you know there's there's stories to be told. Yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah, it's still, but it does kind of make you pause and go, wow, that's a lot. That's a whole lot of Star Wars.
0: Yeah. And,
1: and it's funny
0: because uh, uh, the, the person in my last episode, uh, Chris Case, said, you know, he, he's tired of people complaining when they get new content. You know, whether it's Star Wars or something else. And it's like, if somebody comes up to you and says, here, have more cookies. Yes, exactly. Don't don't sit there and say, no, I don't want them because, you know, they're... No, eat your cookies.
1: Take the cookie. Exactly. And so I told him,
0: you know, I said, that's going to be my new mantra when I hear people complaining about getting new content. You know, I don't care where it comes from. If it's decent content, if there's nothing wrong with the cookies, eat the damn cookies.
1: So what do you think about Han Solo dying?
0: I was okay with it. I was surprised how okay with it I was. Yeah, same here. Uh, it's it's no secret that Harrison Ford has never liked the character, that he's begged uh, George Lucas to to kill off the character
1: multiple times. Right. Right.
0: Um, and if that's what, I, like, I can almost hear the deal being brokered. Yes. Like, yes. I, as I walked away, I was kind of like, <clears throat> like I didn't see it as a death of a character. I saw it as an actor getting out of the contract.
1: <laughs> that's great uh, yeah I, that was the the story point that I had ruined for me the night before but I have to say I wasn't that surprised you know it was mm-hmm. like okay I wouldn't have been really shocked if you know had I gone into it completely blind um, and so people complain that you know oh it was so anticlimactic. I knew the moment he walked into that building or onto that bridge that he was going to die. I'm like, yeah, but so did the rest of us. Like, what are you complaining about? You know? Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> well, it's funny because I'd heard, I'd heard like, possible spoilers, you know, theories that, you know, all the people that, like, look at each frame of every trailer that was ever released. You know, <laughs> I heard some people say that, oh, I think Chewie dies at some point. And I think that was based on the fact that he gets maimed in one of the battles.
1: I heard that also.
0: And it's sad because I was sitting there and it's like, you knew somebody was going to die in that scene. Yeah. And you knew it wasn't going to be the two new characters. Right. So that left you two choices. It left you Juan, and it left you Chewie. And the sad thing was, is I was sitting there going, please don't let it be Chewie.
1: Oh my God. I'm, I'm, I agree with you 100%. I would have been really bummed that Chewie died. I don't want Chewie to die.
0: And, and when you see Ray get into the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon with Chewie, you're like, yeah. this feels right.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Now, let me ask you: What do you? How do? You, so, the movie starts with everyone's looking for Luke Skywalker.
2: Right.
1: It's a major deal to the new Resistance. Uh huh. Right, like they're they're expand, you know, they're sending Poe to this planet to talk to this old, you know, what is he? Uh, what what was his name? Um, the the Exorcist character, uh, the Exorcist actor. Um,
0: I, I know who you're talking about. But I don't. I didn't get who he was supposed to be. I felt was, like he was somebody I was supposed to know, but I didn't know who he was.
1: He was somebody from the rebellion, mm-hmm. and so you know they're sending Poe, their best pilot, out to get this map, and find you know because it's so important for them to find Luke. And then when they finally get the information and are able to like send somebody, they send Rey, who like they don't really know. Like I get story wise, it's very dramatic for her to be the one to track down Luke. You know, and take him as lightsaber. But I was just kind of surprised that, like, really? Like, the, the Resistance is not going to be like, yo, we're going to send one of our own people also maybe, you know, to because this is really important for us. We just met you. But go ahead. Go complete this journey and, and do this thing, you know?
0: If I was going to justify it story-wise, I would say because Leia is their general. And she knows more than the rest of us
1: do. Oh, that's a great point. I'm so glad I talked to you about that too. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sold. Like that was great. That was. I, I'm
0: I'm good at justifying. I can I can I can pretty much justify with uh, story points as much as you do. And if I can't, then you've got a bad movie.
1: It's funny because you're right, and I know this about you, but I'm still skeptical. When you, every time, <laughs> I, I'm gonna justify, and I go in my head, I'm like, oh, here we go, and then you justify it, and I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. That sounds great. Yeah, 100. <laughs> percent Let's do that.
0: This is totally a throw-off um, thing that I, I'm i not quite sure why I'm bringing it up other than it's confusing me. Why is C-3PO's arm red?
1: Oh, my God. Okay, I asked the same question to my buddy, uh, I think, yesterday. What's with the red arm? And his explanation, which, you know, he's he's, I have to say he's not as good as you, um, his justification, I should say, was, you know, they mentioned, J.J. J. Abrams mentioned that he wanted to, like, have these characters, you know, they've progressed. Stuff has happened, you know. Uh-huh. We need to, like, explain everything that's happened. So, you know, that's just one of those things. But I'm like, that sounds too arbitrary. Like, really, it's just going to be something we're just going to do. And you know what? You know what? My friend pointed out, and, and mind you, he's seen, it, he's seen the film more than once. He said at the end of the movie, when C-3PO is waving, he no longer has the red arm.
0: Well, he said he was going to get it replaced.
1: Okay, but what the hell happened?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, it's just kind of, like, if it's a, oh, we just wanted to make it feel like these characters had lives outside of what we see on screen, it was a really poorly done...
1: Yeah, exactly. That's a really weird thing to pick.
0: It's a very funny line, oh you don't recognize me because of the red arm. That I thought was hilarious, but then they never explained the red arm and I'm like, okay, uh, I'll get it.
1: Uh, I forget I forgot about that line and I really hope that the whole point of that was not to justify that joke.
0: Yeah. That,
1: that would be such a bummer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, but let's be honest, we're nitpicking at this
1: point. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Uh, I'm bummed that I have to wait, you know, a year and a half for the next episode. Um, I mean, we'll have the story of, of Rogue One in a year, but I really want to see what happens. I guess that's the ultimate success, right? Like, I really want to see what happens to Ray and Finn and Poe, so.
0: Yeah, there's so many questions. And, and I yeah. have to say, like I said, I, I my husband turned to me and said, who is who is that? So it's not like I've been sitting here having full-on conversations with people for the last, you know, just him and me for the last... 48 hours. <laughs> so it's nice to be able to kind of dissect this kind of stuff with you. And I think now that we're, you know, the next step is when the uh, video comes out or the DVD uh, video. How old am I? Um, <laughs>
2: the
0: the, when it comes out on Blu-ray and people start dissecting it scene by scene because you know, there will those, be those people.
1: Oh, of course. Um, we get a
0: whole bunch of more conspiracy theories and everything else.
1: I'm counting on those people, Joe. I'm relying on those people. <laughs>
0: And hopefully some of those people are listening and you will you will call us up or email us or send us messages and let us know what you're thinking so that we can have another entire episode before episode eight comes out about all the, the different conspiracy theories and things that we think might or might not be happening.
1: Uh, This feels like it's getting close to time to, to wrap up. So I can I just take a moment and mention how rad BB-8 is?
0: So so fun. I it makes up for no R two
1: D two. I agree. I and I and if they had told you before that there was going to be no R two D two, but there would be another droid to make up for it, what would you have said? I there mean, would I, have
0: been right. There would have
1: been. Yeah, I'd be like no way. How there's no way to replace R two D two, Um and and it was really cool. Like for me, like a feeling of like re- like look, just looking at the basic design when they were next to each other. And going, oh, yeah, that's the next generation of R2-D2. Like, that makes sense.
0: A lot more mobility, a lot more, like, smaller, but, but still but
1: clearly, useful. In the same vein, clearly, like, a progression of that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's
0: now, like, have you heard that there was, there is a, uh, this is just one of those little heartwarming stories you pick up on the internet. There is apparently somewhere in the movie a pink R2-D2, which is called R2-KT. And no, it's the, basically a Make-A-Wish, I don't think it was the Make-A-Wish Foundation, but it's basically a Make-A-Wish thing for uh, a little girl who passed away from cancer.
1: Oh, wow. Really? Her
0: name, is, her name is Katie. And so there is, uh, you know, I didn't see it, but I'm sure, you know, there are ways to see which frame it was in. But there's that's a cool. little pink R2-D2 called R2-KT.
1: That's amazing. Yeah,
0: I, I, I read that story. It was very, very heartwarming.
1: Wow, that's great. Good job, JJ. See? I mean, you can't hate the guy too much. That that's something like that. That's awesome.
0: You know, at the very least, he is trying very hard. Like, yeah. I mean, can you imagine having to? I, I wouldn't have wanted to do this. As much as I love Star Wars, if you told me that you were, you know, oh, you're gonna you're gonna direct the next Star Wars movie? <laughs> Hell no.
1: Yeah, yeah, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's in good hands for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. So now well, we just have to start the long journey of waiting until the next movie. Comes.
1: And he's not directing the next one. Ryan Johnson is directing the next one.
0: And what do we know about him? You're you're all about directors in these.
1: Man, he did Looper, which is amazing. Okay. I love the movie. Uh, before that, he did movies like Brick, which are like smaller, independent um, movies, a little more um, experimental in terms of like themes. And 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 uh, Brick is like a, a, it's it's like an indie neo noir movie kind of, and it, it's really good. Um, no, I'm, I'm fully on board with whatever he decides to make. Uh, I think he's a great director, a great filmmaker, so I'm excited about... I don't have any uh, reservations about him being the director for the next film.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, very cool. Let me go through and take care of this... Uh, our little business... Well, first of all, do we have any shout-outs? Any, anybody you'd like to say hi to?
1: I feel like I've already shouted out to you know uh, my buds, uh, Jason and Christian, who have you know thankfully been willing to to dive deep dive into into star wars with me this week uh It makes work a lot of fun
0: very cool and um and for next week, do you have anything coming up for the holidays anything going on
1: um you know i i as far as uh artwork goes I haven't had uh time to really do the 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 art fairs and the and the craft shows that I usually done but um I'm looking forward to like starting, you know, a major series of work, uh, uh, of paintings. And um, just, like, time to enjoy stuff like The Flash, too. Like, I'm excited to finish that. I'm excited to catch up on some reading. Um, I've been reading Saga, which I love, uh, written by Brian K. Vaughn. You're
0: the second person who's recommended that. Really? In, in, like, the last week.
1: Okay, so, yeah. I I bought um, Volume 1 of The Trade months ago, and it just sort of sat on my shelf. Mm-hmm. And then I just decided to just randomly pick it up and read it, and I was hooked by the third page. Awesome. Um, and I've turned, and I've, I've actually, yeah, I've recommended it to quite a few people. Um, he's a great writer. I mean, why the last man? You know, um, I think he did. Did he? No, I, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, uh, Saga is great. I'm looking forward to catching up on Black Panther, um, written by ta Coates, as we talked about in, in our first uh, podcast.
0: And how's it going? Because I haven't read any of those yet, but I've got uh, I've got Marvel Unlimited now, so I'm gonna start going back and catching some
1: of them. Well, I'm a trade paperback guy, so I I like to wait for the graphic novel. I don't I don't do like the the issue to issue. Um, I thought I was gonna do that for this, but it's just so I really feel like it's torture. Like I I'm one of those people that like I won't watch, you know, Flash as much as I'm enjoying it. I will not watch it week to week. I will wait. Uh, You know, until it's on Netflix next year. Like, I'm perfectly fine with that. And I just find that it, it, it just suits my taste more, story wise. I want, you know, I want an arc. I don't want, like, a little kind of, you know, episode. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, all the, all the mid season finales this last month, it's driving me nuts. Like, I just want it to
1: be January. (laughs) Oh, really? Okay, great. I haven't,
0: not just, not just Flash. Like, uh, I haven't, I haven't seen that one yet. Um, but Quantico. I don't know if you've been following Quantico at all. Uh Uh-uh. Oh, my God, dude. Such a good show. (laughs) <laughs> I don't watch um, a lot
1: of TV, so it takes me a while to, to, to get to the, these shows.
0: Yeah, that's when you're going to want to just binge this summer.
1: Right, right. Yeah, um, that's what I'm doing with Flash, so I'm really enjoying that.
0: Yeah, and and I would recommend, I really like Marvel Unlimited. It's a little overwhelming because you just have so much you could read, and it's like, okay, what am I, but it's, it's basically their entire backlog. Like, I can and, go back and read comics from the, the 70s.
1: And it's an online archive, correct?
0: It's an online archive.
1: Okay, cool that's dangerous. I don't know. That's
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, it just it just means that like you don't get them, you know, I think they release their new stuff like 6 months after it's out. So, oh, okay. but that's about when the trades going to come out anyway. So
1: Yeah, that's not that far out. That sounds pretty doable. Yeah. Cool. Um great.
0: All right. Awesome. Well, coming up next week, I am lucky to have you two weeks in a row, and I cannot tell you how excited I am about that.
1: Yeah, let's keep it going.
0: Yeah, and uh, next week we're going to be on talking about kind of a, it's our it's our new this is our Christmas episode, um, which surprisingly enough we did not talk about the Hollywood uh, the holiday special. You know, I think we, we missed <laughs> out
1: on that worst, one. First week, I feel <laughs> Have you have you seen it? Yeah, I saw it when I was a kid, um, and I and I've had enough reminders that I'm like, oh yeah, I don't need to revisit that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um we talked about it with ryan all two weeks ago and uh because he covered it on his podcast and um as as he said on his podcast he was like yeah it's one of those things that you you start remembering in your own mind you kind of justify it that it was so bad that it's good and then you go back and watch it and you're like no no just bad
1: <laughs> yeah no that, that's I mean, 80% of my childhood, I feel, is like that.
0: Uh,
1: I mean, seriously, like, let's, you know, we can list things like Masters of the Universe, Thundercats, Voltron, you know? Yeah, you go back and you're like, oh. The list goes on, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, so next week we are going to talk about uh, 2015 and all the things that we loved and hated, and then uh, 2016, all the things that we're looking forward to or dreading.
1: Yes. It's so funny, I think, you know, gosh, what are we going to talk about? how are we going to fill up a whole podcast? And then cut to two hours later, it's like, oh, that was fast.
0: <laughs> it goes by, so well, <laughs> we, we know this. We know that, you know, a block was never enough for us to get all our geekiness out before we had to move on and start <laughs> <to> teaching students.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, who's up to us, the students would be sitting there going, when's the lesson plan supposed to start?
0: This is the, you're learning about life.
1: <laughs> this is more important.
0: All right. All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound and is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. I may also splice in some Star Wars music, but uh, that I don't have rights to that either. So just throwing it out there. Don't sue me. I have nothing. Um, you can currently find us at geektitude.com. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email uh, at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at geektitude or me personally at epicgraze. Ray, how can we find you?
1: Uh, you can find me at my website, which is rayvargas3.com. You can see my artwork. You can find out more about me in the bio section or whatnot. Um, and then all my social media is all at the same um, domain, which is uh, slash. You know, whatever the social media is, slash rayvargas3. There you go.
0: Thanks again so much, Ray. Look forward to talking to you next week. And Fun as all always. Of, yeah, absolutely. And for all of you out there, remember. This week,